Hey, what's up, y'all? We got another dope episode this week, man. Carlton Clay, a filmmaker slash content creator out of Augusta, Georgia. He's been on the show before, but I had to bring him back because y'all gonna hear us talk about him, man. <laughs> he basically felt like he didn't get his just due, so he had to return, and I made sure I definitely gave him a great episode, and we talked about a lot of stuff to, you know, clear the air about some situations that I don't think he really spoke on before, but dope episode, man. We're gonna get right into it after this song right here, dog. I'm not gonna be doing no long-winded-ass intros, man. Yeah, and I'm playing this Jay-Z song because he put Will Smith over Jay-Z in his top five. <laughs> Till I'm half dead and I hear people saying she's getting old. And what do I do? I got reverb. A daughter who cares as much about the beautiful dresses oh. I give her as she cares about me. Oh. Let's do this for these babies. Mercedes, truck, fuck, houses on acres. Blakey balling on HD. Y'all need to step up your AV. Mm. Life changed again. I was already taking off. My flight changed again. It's like change wins. Oh. It's barely 12 noon and my wife changed again. Baby need pampers. Daddy need at least three weeks in the hampers. Please don't judge me. Only hug the block and thought my daddy didn't love me. My baby getting chubby. Cue that Stevie Wonder music. Oh, isn't she lovely? Now I'm staring at her, praying that things don't get ugly. And I'm stuck in that old cycle. Life fight leaves hugging. Fuck joint custody. I need a joint right now. Just to throw the long fucks with me. High on life. I could die from the fall. Imagine if I hit the floor. Apologies in order. The blue, I need my daughter. If it was up to me, you would be with me. Sort of like Daddy Dearest. I dream filthy, my molly pops mix me with Jamaican rum and whiskey. Uh, what a send off. And I know I'm not perfect, baby. You ready to pie? You ready to pie? Let's do it. You good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I can tell. I'm always excited to pie. <laughs> this is my shit right here. About to drink on this Buffalo Trace, too? You don't, you don't drink the whiskey. Nah, I can't do the whiskey. I got the Stella You ever smoke the uh, cigar? Mm, nah. Bruh, so your dad you got, smoked you got, all those cigars. You got the wrong, wrong clay. That's my dad. <laughs> so you ain't never like thought to like he don't smoke at the house, do he? He smoke outside. Okay, you ain't never like go outside and be like, let me just see. Nah, I'm good. I don't do smoke. Why not? Nah, it irritates me. It's always irritating me. My grandparents used to smoke. I was irritating my throat and mm. my allergies and stuff. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna be honest. It messed my allergies up a little bit, but. I just move forward. Nah. I just fight through it. <laughs> what you on the Stella Rose? I'm in that Stella Rose. Hit, hit my, hit my, my just. Man, I was talking to a guy uh, in the bar last night. He was mad at me because he did a podcast with me, and I, um, we was drinking wine, and he was like, "Man, I thought I was gonna have you on the wine." I like no sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, dog, but I'm a dirty whiskey drinker. Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a lightweight, so. You know, I just stick to my wine. I find my, I find what my, what I'm good at, what I, I can tolerate. So I hit that wine because yeah, I get them dark liquors. Be trying to fight people. That's not good. Dog. It's not because I, I, one time I went out of town, um, had some dark liquor, almost got in a fight. 
And then I was just thinking, oh, maybe it was just that one night, and I did. It. We had another situation, had to look again, and was ready to fight. So it was just that's just not much. I used to be like that off vodka, but as I got older, I ain't gonna lie, yo, like your tolerance and your palate changes as you get older. Like I used to drink Hennessy like it was nobody business, and now I hate Hennessy. Mm. Uh, all I really like now is whiskey and tequila, and I can go for a nice, a nice vodka hmm. with some juice in it. And I don't really like mixed drinks, but I can go for some vodka with some juice. Yeah, I get like I said, if it's like a mixed drink, I might can I might can do it. It just depends on what it is, but I can't just drink like straight. Like I said, drink straight Hennessy and, and brown looking whiskey and all that stuff. But today I got the ice in it. I normally drink it straight up, but I'm chilling. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm chilling. What it is? I'm I'm uh, ice today, so I'm replacing me. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> well, yeah, y'all. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. As y'all already heard, man, we got Carlton in the building. What's good? Doing a redo. He said uh, yeah. last time he didn't get his just due. Yeah, because okay. So when I first met Slim, and then I watched his earlier stuff because I met him through Maine. I saw that he always did his podcast with drinks, and he had drinks with his guests. When I came on, there was no drinks here, like nothing but water. I appreciate H2O, though. I mean, it's good for our bodies. But yeah. I was like, I felt like I was cheated, so I was like, I need a redo. Um, he texted me, said, hey, what you want to drink? And then he was starting to name all this hard stuff. I said, nah, I'm going to just bring the wine, and then <laughs> that way I can still function and still get home and yeah. all that great stuff. <laughs> see, see, bro, I feel like I feel like – I drank on my pod so much that when people finally come around and I be trying to get back into my like clean health stuff, mm. they be mad. Mm. They be like, "Why you want to pick now to drink water? Like, why you <laughs> why you could have had a beer and a liquor like you do in your other episodes?" <laughs> then I also see people be like clowning people for like drinking on podcasts, and I be like, "I didn't know drinking on a podcast was a bad thing." I I don't I didn't know that either. I see it a lot, dog. Like I literally seen it for like two weeks in a row, and I was like, "What's going on here? What kind of podcast? Like, who were the people clowning? Um, what? It was somebody was talking about my podcast, and they also was talking about this female podcast that's kind of like well known in Atlanta. And um, I didn't understand that. Who were the people that were commenting though? Just random. People. Yeah, random people. We don't care about them, do and, you? And I also seen uh, we don't care. When uh, Big Boston dropped their podcast with Goosby, mm-hmm. he was drinking the fireballs. I had offered him some fireball, and right. everybody was like, "Why is he? Why is he okay, drunk now, on see, the pod?" That's, that that was a that's a totally different situation. He never mind. Never nah, mind. nah, nah. I want to know like <laughs> what's wrong with him drinking on the pod. Well, what's it's not necessarily wrong with him drinking on the pod. I think do what you need to do to have a good time. But I think the what was the problem was it was making him less and less coherent. Okay. The more he was drinking, and he started not making any sense. He got that liquid. Uh, he was already not making courage. any sense to begin with, but the liquor made it worse. Yeah, we're gonna talk about him later on. Though. So that's I knew, not where I, I, I wanted to start. And I knew he was gonna bring him up. <laughs> I'm was, gonna bring him up, but later on, that's not where I wanted to start. Okay. Yeah. Geez. I actually wanted to start with um, Fire and Ice 100 episodes. Okay. I just I always wanted to know just for me. Like, how did you and Maine come up with Fire and Ice? How did that come to be? Because uh, I don't think I asked you that last That's podcast. a great question. Um, well, I was thinking about our personalities. Um, because, again, just and keep in mind, when we started the podcast, I only had been around Maine maybe a couple of times or three times. Because he interviewed me on his show the first time. I wanted to do it again because I really enjoyed being on his show. So we did it two times. And then there was a third time I was... 
I was I really need to get some off my chest. And he was like, "Hey man, you come on the show." I said, "Great, I need to get out to get some off my chest." But then after that, um, I was I was like, "Hey, I want to do a podcast or whatever with him." I was I, I was thinking about names, and I was like, "Well, my personality, I'm real like when I'm really passionate about something." I get real heated, so I was like, fire, Fiery. and then um, he's real chill, like, he's real calm, like, regardless, so I was like, ice, that'd be too, like, they're totally off, opposites, but they kind of complement each other at the same time, so, and they're both, like, needed, so, like, when you are in a fiery situation, you need ice to kind of cool you down a little bit, but then, like I said, if something, you need to, um, in a, like, in a cold situation, something, you need to heat it up a little bit, get things a little hot. Get your fire, and that's cool. So that's how kind of how the name came up, bro. Uh, I think that's what drew me to y'all show because like y'all are two totally different people, completely different. Yeah, but like both of y'all separately, when y'all come together, it makes a great show. I tell Maine that all the time. Yeah, especially like when you get in your bag and you start ranting, I'll be like, <laughs> you be on your Joe Budden shit for real. I'll be like, okay, see, I like this. I like when somebody's passionate with what they do and what they're talking about, especially when you talk about like filmmaking and like I remember the one rant you. Did about um, I'm not a filmmaker. I'm a content creator. I like I like that. <laughs> I like that right there, dog. <laughs> That's kind of like I was talking to somebody recently, and, and we was talking about creatives, and I was like, I don't never call myself a creative. I like when people call me it, like I appreciate it a lot, but I don't never call myself a creative because people, a lot of people that call themselves creatives nowadays aren't creative at all. Mm. So, and everybody wants to be a content creator now, and it's like, what content? Mm, that's right. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. Honestly, I'm cool with. The reason why I wasn't really cool with the name filmmaker was because I wasn't making films. I was making shows. I was making TV, like web series. So I wasn't like they'd be like, "Oh, you a filmmaker?" I'm like, mm, "Not really," but whatever. Um, but like I said, content creator definitely because I create content. And then, um, yeah, I'm cool with creative because you know that's like that. that I'm I'm in my creative bag. Be creating different stuff, different avenues or whatnot. So. Yeah, those two names. But, not, I mean, you can call me filmmaker now because I do you make films, films now. now. So, yeah. yeah. Congratulations on the um, production deal, right? Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, definitely a blessing, bro. Like I said, we are signed with Maverick Movies with the films and um, got the distribution deal. We just got Sweet Mahogany on Tubi. Um, it's now on the most popular list on the film. My homeboy Nelson um, texted me and sent me a screenshot yesterday. He was like, hey, bro, your movie on the most popular I said what, and I looked. I said, "Oh, that's dope." So yeah, that's fine. That's, that's that's a good. That's a, I mean, it's a good feeling again. Just to kind of, um, all the work that's been put in over the years is kind of seeing it, everything kind of manifest now, um, which is dope. Like I said because Tubi is a growing, um, streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like, and to see where our film is in place of all these mainstream films, it's really dope. So, I, like I said, I'm really excited about all the other uh, future things we got coming out. So. Reindeer games coming. Yes, sir. Bro, I was like, before I even got here, I was up here um, edit, finalizing it, making sure it was straight. Um, because, I mean, for people who edit, and y'all do feel, you know, even when you edit, not just film, but just edit, period, mm-hmm. you get tired of seeing the same footage over and over again. <laughs> so, like, I watched the film, like, maybe 10 times now. And, like, of course, you want to try to make sure that everything's straight. So, I'm, like, going to watch it for the 11th time to make sure – it's how I want it to be. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired of looking at it. <laughs> That's what I hate about like creating content. Like The music video I, um, I shot for you, I love that music video. But I've watched it a hundred times. Yeah. So when it finally comes out, 
when I watch it, I'm probably going to be tired of it. And I yeah. hate that because yeah. it's like you like it so much, but you've seen it a million times. Yeah. Not that, like I said, again, not that it's not good work and not that you uh, you don't appreciate it. But again, you just ask when you, when you, when you edit something, you'll understand. Like I said, yeah. you're looking at it, you're just like, all right. So it's like, because when, when, when we're looking at it, working on it, you're not looking at it for enjoyment. You're looking at it as work. You're trying to figure out, all right, this, this goes right. Audio good. Make sure the scenes match up. All the mm-hmm. other stuff. So it's like you're looking for those little things that you don't want people to see. You know what I'm saying? So that's our job to make sure that everything is right. So that way, when it does go on the screen, you don't want nobody talking something. Oh, that was a mess up. Oh, I can see this because I I don't see some mainstream movies and the edits were horrible. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna give you an example. Please do. Girls Trip. Ooh. That 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 those edits are horrible. Uh, I seen horrible, bro. I only only seen the movie one time, but I know what you're talking about because I did see a lot of mistakes in it. It was some weird mistakes. Yeah, too. it was, and it was just like again, I'm not not saying that you don't make mistakes, but it was just those kind of mistakes. It was like, oh, y'all didn't see that in the. Wasn't it like somebody changed outfits like in the middle of a scene? Or something? It was something like that. Also, too, was just like the way, like you know how me, let's say me, you having a conversation and the camera is on looking at you, but it has the back of my head, mm-hmm. and so. The person is head is moving as if they're talking, but there's no words coming out. So it'd be like let's start like stuff like that. Just be like, y'all ain't catch that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> y'all, y'all got these big budgets, and it's like y'all didn't. Not enough people watched it. They yeah. gave it one, uh, just one look through, and was like, yeah, let's go ahead and ship yeah. this. Thing I mean, off. I mean, it did great in the box office, though. I mean, not not hating on the success of it, but just watching it just from a. From again, that's that's the Blue problem. Tiffany had a show too. Yeah, but I, said, that's, I think that's the bad the the bad thing, but the negative thing about what we do when we watch content now, we look at it a different lens. So you like you're not looking for mistakes, but you is when you see them, you be like, oh shoot, that's messed up. I know exactly what you mean because I because that's how I was when I watched uh Bad Boys. I was like, it was shot so well and so perfect, and everybody was like, that movie wasn't that good. And I think I was just more so. Like looking Which one, at the last one, yeah. Oh, okay. I right. was looking at the cinematography and was like, "No, this was shot perfectly." I think with Bad Boys, though, I mean, I, I take a different aspect. Of course, y'all know I'm a Will Smith fan, so anything he does, he don't, he don't do no wrong to me. Some some things he does. Top but, five, right? Ha. Shout out to Ming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I like I enjoyed the movie. I think I enjoyed it because I I, I enjoyed because I was worried at first. I thought it was gonna be they was trying to. Make it like Bad Boys too. I'm like, obviously they're older, mm-hmm. so they can't do the same stuff that they was doing beforehand. But I like that they made their characters like how they are, real like their age, age range. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed um, the way the twist that they had with the whole Will Smith son thing. I think I enjoyed it. I like that. Um, so I just enjoyed the, the the story of of the film. And like I said, the cinematography was dope too. It was it yes. was shot brilliantly. So amazing. It was dope. Um, so we'll see, man. Like I said, I, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily want a fourth one, but I mean obviously they set it up there's gonna be a fourth one because at the end when he was like, I got a mission for you, I gotta I can get you out of jail or whatever he's gonna do. So I don't want him to do no more after that though. I think that should be it. I'll pass on the fourth one. I, I'm with you though. I don't want there to be a fourth one. But there's Martin, one, there's Martin one. is way too old and fat faced. Maybe he'll be like a um, a commissioner or something. He'll be at the office. Maybe he'll take the guy that because they killed Chief, so maybe he'll take his place. Okay. I I ain't gonna lie, dog. They need to hire you. 
<laughs> I can see that. They get hired. You. I can go for that because Martin can't be out in the but, field. But, see, doing... I, but to be honest with you, I thought that's how the third one was gonna be. I I was hoping that they would be like in a higher position. Mm-hmm. You know, like running the police station. You it still be about them, but it still is just you had a younger cats kind of doing the whole field work. Nah, and stuff, Will but... Smith was still the uh, gun slinging. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's wild. Yeah, you're too old for that. Shit. <laughs> Them action scenes don't hit like they used to. Like Gemini Man was trash. Oh that man, shit. come on, man! I was that's it, a cringe. You dog. know what's funny to me? I was just having this conversation with my mom because they show it showed up on uh, what? What were we watching? We we're watching something on TV, and, and it showed up, and I was like, ah, oh, man, Gemini Man. I mean, I personally, actually, again, I'm a Will Smith fan, so don't be biased. I was bro. like, don't no, I'm not. Biased. No, I I like the film. I enjoyed the film. I, I enjoy again. I'm a I'm a storyteller. So, so bro, let me ask I'm, you. Then. I'm here for the story most the more likely uh, when it comes to different aspects. So for Gemini Man, the story to me was good. I enjoyed the the overall mechanism of how the story was told. Now was it his best movie? No, but I still I enjoyed it for what it was. You so know. let me ask you, since you're a big Will Smith fan, the entanglement situation. Could you come back from that? If you was dealing with Jada, could you have handled that as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, as responsibly as Will Smith did? Mm. Um, nah, I don't think I'm that mature. You know me, I'm kind of petty. I'm kind of petty and shady, so I don't think I would have did it as, as eloquently as Will Smith did it. I don't think so. I'm with you because... I say this on my podcast all the time when I have women on and we talk about relationships and stuff like that. Mm. But I am not scared to admit that I am very childish when it comes to relationships. Like, the smallest thing, I'm out. Mm. Like, I think one of my uh, latest episodes, we was talking about threesomes and she and she was talking about how she would love to have a threesome with, with two guys and i like, that's not a threesome. And if my woman even asks me that, it's over with. Like, we can just go ahead and just go our separate ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not mature enough for that. <laughs> My mind isn't open to those type things. You know what I'm saying? It's um, just not open, bro. Yeah, I just, that, to be honest with you, I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't really get caught up in that whole thing because I was just like. Don't you get tired of I looking at all that drama online? I didn't really care. I was yeah. just like, uh, I mean, I feel like, um. I think in the big the I remember my mom again. I talked to my mom about a lot of stuff. Um, me and my mom was having a conversation. This is like a long time ago. This is like before I think Willow. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would talk about how my mom always said how she would appreciate how Will and Jada always kept their marriage private and how they kept their stuff out the media or whatever. Um, and we were talking about that recently about how she used to say that. And it was like I was like, it's funny how time changes because ever since she did that red table talk, it's like. Everything just starts spewing out about what's going on. I mean, people for years always assumed that they had something going on with their marriage about it be open or whatever. I didn't really care. Whatever. When I met him, wasn't going to ask him that. That's not my business, obviously. Um, but I just feel like I think in today's society, um, and this even goes back. I know we're not talking about Chadwick, but this goes this goes to Chadwick Boseman, that whole situation. I think in today's society, I think people um, are selfishly feel like they have a right to everybody's personal lives and i can appreciate what chasman chadwick boseman did during his time when he was battling his sickness i can appreciate his circle how they kept everything to themselves 
and didn't just go out saying, oh, this, this is whatever, whatever. But I feel like there were some comments like, why we ain't know? Why da da da? I'm like, well, you I've don't, seen that you, that, that's not your business. And so I know I, you took it kind of personal though because of your experience. I did, yeah. Because when one having cancer and two, I think because I was a big fan of Chadwick Boseman's, you know, when he mm-hmm. was on Licking Heights. So I mean, like I followed his career for a long time. So um, I just felt like again, we there's a there's a this there's a there's a misrepresentation of what we are allowed to know about different celebrities. I think so. I think social media is kind of at fault a little bit. I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing we can get to know people on a different level, but again, it's a bad thing because people feel like they have the right to know every single thing about you. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's going back to the whole Will and Jada thing. Like I said, I didn't really care. Um, you know, I assumed stuff was going on the way August was writing songs. So, and then again, you got to look at it too. It's always a, like with celebrities. Celebrities are weird, bro, because... Like, whenever there's a controversy, it's because they're about to put out a project. And you know when all that happened, he put out a project. I don't even know how that project did. I didn't yeah, listen to it. I don't, so. have, I don't have no respect for people that have crazy rollouts. Yeah, that's just like, to me, I understand that's, that's whack to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's lame. But, I mean, I think you should let your your your, your work speak for itself. I mean, keep you know. your Keep your personal life private. And I seen that... Uh, <laughs> Whenever I first got into y'all Fire and Ice show, back to the show, mm. um, Maine, Maine likes to create these narratives, right? right. So for me, he he, he uh, creates this narrative of me bashing women, okay. which is far from the case. For you, he created this narrative, and I'm going to let you speak on if it's true or not, okay. of you uh, lashing out on, on social media and creating statuses every time you get mad and telling your personal <laughs> business on social media. <laughs> <laughs> is that narrative true? Um, it used to be. Okay. Um, because I saw, like most people, I saw social media as an outlet. Okay. Facebook, in particular, because I mean, everybody's on it. So I figured, like, hey, I can get how I feel out, and then let it be that. As I've gotten older, and as I've gotten more um, business minded with my brand and everything, I realized that's not really a good idea. Protect the uh, brand. Yeah. So I was like, let me well I'm gonna tell you what I do do. Do do. <laughs> what I what I do <laughs> now, um one, I'll write the status but I won't post it. Okay. So I'll write it. It's out of my system, but I just go ahead and erase it. Two, shout out to Sajus, I we have a soundboard. So if it's something I really wanna like say, I'll text her and then send it to her and then she does the same with me so that way we just get it out because again it's about protecting the brand and then also too is you know people you know people now pay attention to social media when they want to do business with you so it's like you got to kind of uh, i'm not saying like be fake like again like i'll post stuff i'll post different stuff but as far as me ranting like i used to uh, going off or whatever i don't do that anymore not 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 too much if you, you got to catch me on a day now if you catch me on a day where i don't care it's going out but dog, this how I am with social media. I feel like most of my social media accounts is business accounts. Like mm. Instagram and stuff, that's just for business. So you ain't gonna see no wild stuff on there. Now Facebook and Twitter, Facebook, that's where I just put some goofy stuff. Twitter is where I go in though. Mm. That's how it should be. You mm. you can have one platform where you can go in, the rest of them you gotta keep them business, bro. Got you. Well, see, I mm, I look I guess mine's were the reverse. Mm-hmm. Cause I actually use Twitter 
No, nah, that's not true. Wait, Twitter is <laughs> Twitter is mostly business stuff. I have two pages. I have my my account, not the Victory Productions account. Obviously, the Victory Productions account is nothing but promoting business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal my personal Twitter, I promote business mostly on it. I don't really be on there like checking people stuff like that, but. I do write about like I watch. Of course, people know I watch Younger the Rest of So I, I I tweet that because they have like a um, you know, you do the hashtags. They had the threads, mm-hmm. so I like to check those and see what people are saying. So I always tweet about that. While you watching the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Or like I might, I might, I use Twitter sometimes to say something. Like I I think the other day, um, I did <laughs> I I did some I did the same thing that somebody did to me. Like I like I treated them like how they treated me, and I said it felt great. I said the revenge of it was great, so I tweeted that I was like, "Hey man, I, I ain't gonna lie, I felt good about treating that person like how they used to treat me. It felt great." So I might find, I like might throw little stuff on Twitter, or whatever. Um, Instagram, that's for me. That's like I like I like taking pictures of you'll see a whole bunch of especially like on my niece and nephew. So now that my niece is here, so it's like there's gonna be a lot of pictures of that. So that's more so like personal stuff, and it's a mixture of business. So I think all my all my accounts are business and 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 personal, but the Twitter is like you said, it's mostly I can like I kind of just give me slick at the mouth a little bit, say mm-hmm. a little stuff, or whatever. My parents not on Twitter, so I ain't got to really <laughs> worry about you know censoring if I need to. Um, you know, I know that I know my mom probably gonna watch this, but whatever. So. I'm telling you, that's the beauty about social media. Like when you don't have family members on there. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't got no family members on mine, so. <laughs> hey, it goes down. <laughs> but yeah, so, dog, when you start doing the spoken word, was that, um, it's spoken word, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you start doing that, was that like an outlet for you to get those same things out that you was putting on social media? Man, I and you know what's funny? You said that one of my homeboys, he, uh, we had lunch the other day because he wants me to do uh, some video for him. But he was talking about, the, he just bought the book that was in flows. He was like, right to put it down because you was in your bag, your emotional yeah. bag. And I was like, yeah, I'm, people may look at me and think I'm like real raw, like real raw. So I'm a real emotional person, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I do get in my bag. That's what my poetry be, is mostly about. It's like, I be getting my my they don't nobody wants me feelings and you know I'm all alone and I'm single or whatever and blah 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 but so for me with my poetry I've been writing poetry since I was little um but as an adult I kind of like you said I kind of use that to channel the emotions that I'm feeling and just kind of put it into into poetic form so um I didn't I've never considered myself a spoken word artist because I actually that terrifies me because I see saw and other uh, like uh, sleepy eyes and brother trap i've seen them perform and it's like to, for them to get up there and say all of that mm-hmm. with no paper it's terrifying to me and so i know for me i did my first reading at saju when she was doing dope speak and i told him i said listen i'm not a spoken word artist i'm about to read this poem for you guys and that's what it is I know somebody recently asked me, well, am I going to do some performances? I was like, no, nah, I don't think that's my lane. I feel like I'm a I'm a poet, not necessarily a spoken word artist because... It feel good to get those words out, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's... The, but I think, to, for me, to show respect to the craft, I think I think those are two totally separate things. And a spoken word artist is like somebody who really can really get up there and really emote the words and and, mold, and do it passionately. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's kind of like acting in a, in a sense. So... 
Yeah, but I thought I use that as an outlet to kind of get what I'm dealing with out. Like I said, my book is mainly about um, dealing with love, not being in love, not having love. Also dealing with like losing people in your life, and um, also when I had cancer too. So some of those poems are when I wrote when I was teenager when I was a teenager. So some of those are some okay. pretty old. So I gotta tell you something too. Um, I've been editing a video for you for one of the songs yeah. from your project, and. The girl that's playing in the video that's that's coming out soon, right? Right. Okay. The girl that plays in it. Now I'm visualizing her as the person that you wrote that poem about. That's definitely so, not the case. I know, but if I see her out <laughs> in public, I'm going to be like, that's that girl that did that to Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but shout out to Nicole Williams. She's a homie. I've been We've been friends since eighth grade. Uh, shout out to Davidson Fine Arts. Um, no, she's definitely not, but the poem is definitely about somebody. That's crazy. I feel bad for whoever that girl is for real, though. Because, <laughs> like, think about think about it from the other side of it, though, Carlton. You wake up in the morning time, and it's this, it's this nice song with this nice video trending online. And you look at it, and you're like, hold up. I think this is about me. <laughs> and that's what the song is but about. I think one, but the thing, that that's the dangerous thing about, I think, dating a creative um it's it's up for grabs. I mean, even when I write my my shows or my you know, some of the scenes have been some of the episodes or characters are about people or based on people. So I mean, it's kind of like you kind of play that you play Russian roulette. Like if you decide to date somebody that's in the in the the arts, because <laughs> you just you just don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's funny because when you wrote uh, the show for Maine, it was some parts I was like, I could see Maine doing that. Mm. And Maine was like, nah, that ain't me. I'm like, I think that's you, dog. The funny thing is, though, right, is the main way. Like I said, but in real life, though, I I did not ask Maine anything about his life. Uh-huh. Honestly, I really just went in and kind of just wrote. I took the character Maine and created different scenarios. I mean, I know he has, you know, two kids. I, you know, I knew that part. You know, I know he's not with his baby's moms. I know that. Um you know, where he works at Lowe's, know that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, know, I know he does podcasts, obviously. So I just kind of just took the bare minimum of what I knew and just kind of just, all right, let me let me put some of that in the character main. But I kind of created this whole world, just kind of just, I just, just did what I need, what I saw in my brain. Now, it just so happened that some of the stuff that I that I wrote, he was Could like, apply to it, it, it applies. But, you know. I said, you know, just it happens. I mean, it happens a lot. A lot I, I hear a lot of a lot of actors, actors come up to me and say, you know, you just wrote my life just then. I was like, oh, well, you, you know, I don't know because you didn't tell me, so I'm just I'm just writing. So you know, I think some stuff but, is general though. I think it's the beauty. That's the beauty of. I think the beauty of what we do. It's like you can see your. You can if you really pay attention, you can see bits and pieces of yourself and the material that you watch. You know what I'm saying? Like you can relate, even if it's. Um, this is gonna sound weird, but even if you're watching a show that's mainly about women or whatever, you can pick, you can see a characteristic in that female character. You be like, oh shoot, like I dealt with that. It may not be the exact same thing, but like we all can find something that we can relate to when we watch our when we watch material. You know, hopefully what I'm it's not a show like Insecure because I can't see myself in any of those characters. <laughs> you um, wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But I but but I'm gonna say this though. I've 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 said several times that I can see myself like I I am the Molly of the group. If I'm if I'm if I'm in a group, I can see my I can see I I, I that's why I was team Molly. I can understand where she come where she was coming from. 
So I hope not the horrible traits that she had. Describe she the horrible has, traits. She has a horrible, like a lot of horrible give, friend give them traits. To me. Give it to me. All right. So Molly trait number one. Okay. First thing first, most women, most people, excuse me, not just women, most people are self-centered. She's super self-centered. Yes. Everything has to be about her. But so is Issa. Yeah, but she's a little uh -uh. Mm -mm. less self-centered. Nah, no, you got to go back to season one. Issa is very self-centered. Very. And I'm not saying Molly isn't. She is too. But again, we all are. If you you think about it, we all, we all, not saying that you don't do things for other people or that you're Uh not selfless at times, but at the end of the day, we do care about ourselves. It's funny because I pride myself in being selfless. But I just told you I had this uh, conversation with Damo today, and I was telling him how I'm going to get 100% of, of something we're doing. And I was like, yeah, that's not a selfless act. <laughs> so I can't argue with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think. Okay, I'm going to let y'all have that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not, nah, I'm not another, kidding. Never mind. Another Molly trait. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on with her past, but she obviously cannot stay with one person long. Mm. And she and she's scared to have somebody good. Mm. Like a lot of women. Like I seen this fake deep thing on social media the other day. It was like this uh picture of a cowboy getting some head from a girl mm. and it was a guy with some flowers and he shot the guy in the face. And it basically was just trying to say that uh women go for the bad guy when the good guy's the one for them and blah blah blah. Mm. It's like Molly has that in her. Like she doesn't wanna like she runs away from from the good guys because she's scared of something. Mm, I can see that. I don't have that trait. That's that's something I don't relate to. Cause yeah, we're not gonna go there about my life. Go ahead, continue. What's the next? What's the next trait? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. I gotta keep thinking, man. Um, she doesn't know how to separate her professional life from her personal life. Mm, I do share that trait. I, you that's do? something I'm working on. Man, got on me, has gotten on me about that. Actually. Why though? Like, how can like what's hard about separating the two? I think for me, just speaking of my is it in my my perspective, um, I'm a type of person like I I want to welcome everybody in, and I kind of want to have people on that intimate level for me. I think, like I said, for me is it's, it's something where I'm just like oh, I'm always like trying to. Have everybody on that we uh, we your family thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying. So I think that's that's my issue. It's always been my issue. So I'm learning how to separate. Well, all right, this person because this just because the person is your friend doesn't mean that you necessarily need to work with them. Because I've had situations where I'm like, oh, we're friends, or oh, we're gonna work great together, da, 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 and we have two Ooh. totally different. I'm going through that right I, now. So right. So I think you, just because your just because this person is your friend doesn't necessarily mean y'all make good business associates. Um, and also, too, just because somebody you you work with great doesn't mean y'all should be friends. Um, some, some things to just, just stay business. So, I think, for me, I was trying to always marry everybody. Like, all right, we're friends and we're going to do business together. I was always trying to do it with everybody. And sometimes it, it bites me. So, I'm learning how to just separate. Like, all right. We just gonna just be on the friendship tip, and then all right, we just gonna just do business and not, you know, not mix the two. So that's something I'm learning how to, how to do. It's hard though, because again, for me, like I think I'm just I'm just that person that really wants everybody to just 
kumbaya and let's all work together and love each other and all that other stuff. So, and shout out to my dog Gunny. He used to always tell me, "Somebody gotta flip the burger, baby." <laughs> <laughs> That's real though, because think about it. That's what he mean. Like I used to want all my friends to be entrepreneurs like me, and he was like, "They're not gonna go there with you." He mm. like, "Somebody has to flip the burger, mm. and you're and you're just gonna be the one to tell them." To flip the burger I was wondering where it. you were going with that I was a little confused but I That's was like, what he said got Somebody got to flip the burger It makes sense bro It does make sense Because everybody can't come along with you dog How important do you think it is to have a team though? I think it's 1000% important I was just having this conversation I, I just did another interview in Atlanta um, Shout out to Lakeisha um, and her show um, She um, she invited me to come to Atlanta um, on Thursday We were just talking about this Um I think it's uber important, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you all are on the same page. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when you team up with people, everybody, you know, let's say for you got five people. There are five th- different agendas. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that you can't um, make sure your, your, your goals for yourself are implemented, but if you're going to be a team, you have to make sure everybody's working towards that same goal and that everybody's on the same page when it comes to that. Um, so I think it's very important, but y'all, you have to make sure that you're using discernment and make sure that everybody um, who is on your team understands your vision and that they are they are 1,000% there purely for you. Because a lot of times people get a part of these teams and there are selfish motives behind it. Like I said, again, um, yeah, I've, I have been in situations where people want to get on my team, but they want to get to me to get to somebody else. They don't necessarily want to be with me, but they're just trying to get to this person that I'm already connected to. So you have to be careful with all that, who you allow to be in your circle. Um, you know, for me, I, I know most people probably know, don't know, whatever, but a lot of my productions I do by myself. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a one-man band, and I'm okay with that. Like, I do want a team uh, eventually, but I'm okay with doing being a one-man band until I get the right team that understands the vision of where we're trying to go and not trying to get into it. Because, you know, they're trying to get to this person that I'm connected to or trying to get to this platform that I'm connected to or whatever. So, um, you know, I think you just have to just make sure that you you guys, the energy is there and y'all are gelling and y'all understand where what the vision is. I think that's important. I think it takes a long time for you to be able to form a team because a lot of people are going to come and go and you have to, like, you being that strong business person, you have to – put your feelings to the side and realize that not everybody is going to cut out for this. You know what I'm uh, saying? And not yeah. everybody's going to be there for you. Right. I agree. I think also too, um, you have to be okay with, this going to sound crazy, but playing the field too. Cause I think like yeah. I said again, um, like you said, people are going to come in and out and you have to, you have to try to try it, try it out. Cause you might, you may, there might be somebody that you, um, you know, may not have worked with before, and you're looking like I don't know that what's gonna work. But then, because you don't, you haven't tried it. Once I try it out, you might be that might be the best thing that you've ever done. So you kind of got to be okay with that. But also, I'd be okay with letting people go too, um, because again, there are I believe in I believe in reasons, seasons, and lifetimes. And I believe that some people are in your life for a reason, some people are in your life for a season, and some people are in your life for a lifetime. So mm. sometimes there might be like you guys are meant to work together. But y'all not meant to work together forever. So y'all might be all meant to just work together for like a year, you know, and then it's time to move on. I think a lot of times things can go awry because we try to hold on to people too long. And so, like, 
when if the person season up with you, then you have to be okay with all right, you go do your thing, and I'm gonna do mine, and then you know everybody just still root for for each other. I don't have to. I don't have to. I say this all the time. I don't have to work with you directly to just. I don't have to work with you to support you. So I can still, you know, not necessarily work on this particular project with you, but I still want you to be successful. Successful. Do you think you're an easy person to work with? I think so. I I do. I think um I think I I am I'm one of the easiest person people to work with. But at the same time, I don't take no BS. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like I'm all about if we're gonna do this, let's get it done and and let's be serious about what we're doing. Um, I mean, you've been on my set before. I mean, I feel like we have fun, we laugh. You know, people mess up, whatever, blah blah. But at the end of the day, um, I'm I'm all about the product. I'm all about the business. I'm all about all right, let's 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 put something out that you know we're gonna people are gonna enjoy because again, it's all about the brand. And we got viewers and we got people that want to see what we got going on. So, but at the end of the day, I think I mean I think I'm, I'm easy to work with. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you should put a poll out. <laughs> and, see, and see what the people say. I don't know. I mean, you might, you might. Some people might be like, "Nah, nigga, nah." <laughs> I ain't working that nigga again. I mean, I don't know. I mean, mm. I don't know if you seen it, but I had Jamila on my uh, podcast, and, and we was talking about you, and I was telling her how like you're super organized, and it's actually mm. kind of scary because I'm one of them free ranging type people. Mm. Like you see how you just came over here today, and I just kind of go with the flow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't help it, dog, and like. One thing could just throw me off and I start going over there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But you're one of them people like you send the email with the schedule. I'm like, I got I got to make sure I, I meet the schedule now because now there's a schedule. You know? <laughs> I just think, I mean. It's kind of scary. I can, I, can, I can see how that can freak some people out. But I mean, I think for me, I, I need structure. I, I can't. I, I can't go into a situation of this magnitude, especially like I said again, if I'm doing everything on my own, I can't go into it without some type of structure. I need that so that way I can stay on top of what I need to because I'm, I'm, the, I'm the leader. I'm the, I'm the one everybody's looking at. So if I'm not together, then people looking at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I got to make sure I'm on my ish and then so that way that everybody else will be on theirs. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so so the schedules is definitely here to stay. Yeah, schedules aren't going nowhere. <laughs> I mean, we definitely not going nowhere now. I mean, we on Tubi and stuff. So I mean, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta step it up. How many shows have you created? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. That's a lot, dog. I ain't gonna lie. And your writing process seems like it's real quick. Um. Yeah, I think for me, it's just about when I get an idea and I see something in my head, I just go ahead and try to write it. That way, um, it doesn't leave me. But I wish my production was as fast as how I write. I do because I mean. I, um, this year before Corona hit, I took a break. Like I said, I, um, I didn't, I didn't film anything. I, at January 1st hit, I stopped filming. Yeah. And yeah. The last you thing we did, break though, right? yeah, I planned it. I said, after we did the last scene in the main way, I was like, that's it. I'm done. You know, I'm taking a break. I'm taking like two, three months. And I didn't know about no Corona. Didn't know that nobody knew, obviously, but I mean, it hit. And so that extended the break. Um, but the good thing about it was we still had shows coming out. Like we still had, we, the main way had came out. We had peace, be still, um, my life, something else hit too. Like we just had shows still coming out though, so like it didn't seem like we weren't doing anything. And then mm-hmm. we got the film opportunities. So like I so said, we we started back filming. Um, I started back filming my brother's keeper. That was the first thing I filmed. Um, first new thing which comes out next year. Um, so that was the first thing. It's kind of just been slowly but surely trying to get everything back on track. Um, we haven't filmed any new shows yet, 
we filmed the fourth chapter of My Best Friend next weekend. So we're trying to go ahead and start getting all the shows back. Because I know a lot of people are asking, well, what about the shows? You even forgot the shows? Because we left, we left a lot of shows on Cliffhangers. Yeah. So we got to kind of. And where are the uh, shows at? What platform are they on? Now? We are on, well, if you go to, basically I just started by go to our website. <laughs> go to thevpntv.com. If you go there, all the shows are there. But we're being hosted by Vimeo. Okay. But. Each each show has its own like Vimeo link or whatever, so that's a lot. So like I said, just go to thevpntv.com. You click on VPN shows, all the shows are there, and then you just click on which one, whichever one you want to watch, and then they'll take you to the page. Well, you know you on sit downs with Slim, and this isn't the little cute interview show, so we got to talk about YouTube. I know we do. We got to. Yeah, let's be mess. I was waiting on the mess. I was like, what's where's the mess at? This is this interview has been too nice (laughs) and too clean cut. Am I that guy? I I can't have a clean, clean cut interview. No. No, <laughs> we got to talk about the YouTube dog. So what happened with YouTube? For the people that don't know, you had almost ten thousand subscribers on Man, YouTube. Yes. And what happened? <sighs> okay, so first what? off, can we start from the beginning? My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. Can no, we start from the beginning? Go ahead. How did you create a, a a platform like a YouTube channel and get to almost ten thousand subscribers? Because a lot of people that's that's getting into film, like I've actually talked to a lot of people in Atlanta that know about you, and they always speak of you and like you know highlight like yeah, Carlton's really dope, and he got almost ten thousand subscribers on YouTube. How did you how did you even grow that platform, man, like that? bro? I'm I'm just gonna I gotta thank the I gotta thank the viewers, man. Like, I think the viewers really had a hand and really <laughs> put it like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People watch the shows and they telling everybody, telling different people about it. So I think the viewers are really are the ones responsible for getting the numbers up like that. Um, so and also to each actor, they have their own following. So of course, like if you're a fan of, let's say Nelson, for instance, you're gonna watch each show that Nelson's on. And hopefully, how I, I how I saw it was if you saw a show that he's on, and then you see the other shows, you might be like, oh, well, this show is really good. I'm gonna check out this show. You know, so it's kind of just. I, I purposely planned for to have different types of shows for different people to watch, so that way you can kind of just be like not just watch this show, but you might be interested in another show. But um, just continue to just, I think also what helped grow, grow grew the what helped grow grow the um, page was the putting out the plenty of content. We we put out a lot of content. I remember one time I was counting. I was like I have not stopped putting out content for three years. Mm. I was literally putting our shows back to back. Once the show ended, I was putting out another show. And it was like, I think we did that for three years straight. So would you say like the number one thing to uh, be successful on YouTube is um, just be consistent? You got to be consistent. Got to. I think that because it's all about those algorithms. I mean, I was following like um, different YouTubers. And then I ne- they weren't necessarily doing like shows like I, were, I was doing. But they were doing, you know, like the little skits. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those things like that. And it was, but those are people that were making those millions of dollars or like those the money. And so it was like you constantly, but probably just, probably a couple hundred thousand. Okay, we'll go there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think that, but I think that's the stress of it too. I think because you have to constantly be putting out, like you have to put out. I was watching a True Life one time, and she was a YouTuber. She was saying how much she has to constantly put out content. Uh, she's putting out content like maybe three videos a day. Mm-hmm. But you constantly have to do it because again, there's those, those algorithms and all the other stuff. It, it it plays a part. But for me, I just think it was just about just putting out good content. Putting out as the best quality content that we could at the time, so I was just I just wanted to put out good work, and people were were fascinated by the story by the stories we were telling. So I was like, all right, let's continue to do it. And then I think um, it got to a point where we was building the page. We was at nine nine 
9.9, no, 9.89. So, yeah, 9.8, they had changed it. It was like 9.89K. That's what it was at. So, it was almost at 10K. Like, I think we would have given another week, would have been at 10K. Um, what happened was uh, I woke up. This was March 7th. I went to sleep. And we was in the middle of the bondage season three season. March 8th, I woke up and I got a tweet saying, hey, what happened to your page? I don't know what the, what the person's talking about. I was thinking of something about my Twitter page. I don't know what it's talking about. So I went to YouTube. I check, I was checking YouTube like every morning. I would check it, see what was going on with it. And then I woke up, checked it. It was gone. It was deleted. No email. I didn't get an email yet. Um, They were claiming, they were always claiming that my videos were against community standards. But I would always argue with them about what else was on YouTube and also what was taken out. So that way we were still uh, we were actually still following guidelines, and I would end I would always end, win my repeals. I would always win, and they would put my videos back up. So I don't think it was necessarily a community guidelines thing all the time, and also I had got word that um I found out that um some people that I was formerly working with that I no longer associate with that they uh they flagged the page, and you know when people flag your page that that sends alarms to YouTube or whatever. So mm-hmm. they, they, you know, make they check and whatever. You get so many flags, man, they're just going to just take your page down. That's, it's like that, like that with Facebook. When you report somebody, they just, they just take the person's word for it and they just take your stuff down. So what do you think it was exactly that got your page deleted? I think it was the flags. So I, I got a question for you. Go ahead. All right. I've seen I've seen a couple shows and I seen like right around that time actually a little bit before your page got deleted I noticed that YouTube was cracking down on nudity yeah because I, I don't know if you know but YouTube used to have porn on there I, and I they, do know they took all that down right so and it was like right before the time they took your page I think, down I think the the definitely the new guidelines had a hand in it but I think the flagging was the one I think okay. it was most of the flagging okay. that put alarms on our page. But at the same time, again, I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm not man. Sorry, I'm gonna tell you. Slim. I'm, I'm even talking to man. My bad. Shout out to man. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna tell you, Slim. No, I think again, each time they would, they would, because what they what they do is when your page is against community standards, they'll um, temporarily uh, delete the, the video. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Then they'll send you a message saying why it was whatever. So you have a chance to repeal it. Like you're, I, could, I, I literally wrote a letter saying how this was. Not against community standards, and they will put the video back up. So if you're constantly putting my video back up, then clearly I'm okay. I got a conspiracy theory for you. Go ahead, hit it. I knew it was coming. Um, and I came, I came up with this around the time your page got deleted. Of course, I didn't tell it to you because I'm not one of the people that's about to bother you when you're going through something. <laughs> so before your page got deleted, I remember looking at one of your videos, and the same phrase was up under your comments like a hundred times. No lie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I was trying to count and I just gave up. And I was telling Maine about it. I was like, bruh, it's the same phrase on there. And it's like, uh, I think it was like, Lord have mercy. Or it was something like that. It was three words and it, and it said it was either God or Lord or something. Mm-hmm. And everybody was posting the same thing. And this is my little conspiracy theory. I'm like, I think when somebody is trying to get something flagged or took down, kind of like those PETA type people, mm. you know, uh, like PETA, like, you know how they go strong to, like, go after somebody? Yeah. I think it's those type people that's on YouTube, and when they see something that they feel like it's too much for YouTube or something, like their kids came across it or something like that, I think they all click up and link up 
to try to do that and that's like the warning sign for youtube so if youtube sees that comment keeps popping up they investigate it and they delete it i can believe that's it. my conspiracy i can theory. believe it because i was i would definitely i know i know what, what you're talking about i can believe it um but here's my argument to that though not to you but just to to, to people who yeah. claim that their kids are are watching this stuff first of all monitor your kids i mean your youtube should not oh be, for sure youtube should not be raising your kids um i think that's the problem i think i think with modern day parents they've let technology raise their kids that's not youtubers problem second of all i want to say this our page was never intended for kids to begin with now we've had now we do have family we did have family friendly content where we of course we had kid actors on the shows or whatever um but our page was never oh this is for kids we never never we never just never there was never a kid's page and also the videos the episodes that were rated tvma um, you can click the option that nobody over seventeen can watch the video. You have to have you have to be signed into YouTube. And they changed the guidelines right before you had got off too. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we did everything we were supposed to do. Um, but uh, you know, this stuff happens. And at the time, I was upset about it, of course, because I was building a page. Um, the subscribers was 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 looking good. I mean, I was thinking, I'm trying to think like, I was like, how else are people going to see see our content? Um, I, you know, wasn't really thinking about Vimeo at the time, and we had Vimeo pages linked because you know bondage and peace be still. People can buy stuff off that, but I was like, people are not gonna be one. You know, I'm just uh, thinking about a lot of stuff. But that I mean, at the end of the day, I felt like it pushed me to think about what I do in a different perspective. Like now, because at the time, Sweet Mahogany um, was about to come out, and we had the Sweet Mahogany series on the YouTube page. And my silly butt, I'm still thinking about all right. I want, I want to make sure the numbers look good on YouTube. Versus, I got this film that's going to be on these different, bigger platforms that could have different set of eyes on it. So, I was going to be focused on promoting the series, trying to get my YouTube numbers up versus promoting the movie that could help push us to other situations. So, I think that happened, it's, it's happened like how it's supposed to be. So, that way my mind shifted. Once that happened, I was like, alright, well, the series is not on, on YouTube no more. So, yeah, we can just do whatever we need to do with the film and promote it. And here we are on Tubi. So... Would you consider what you shoot soft porn? Um, <laughs> what is the? I gotta ask you. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, that's fine. What's the definition of soft porn? Yes, explain. Like, what's I guess, the, I guess the the definition of soft porn would kind of be. Um, I'm not a definition person, but I can describe it. Like, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be like, um, sex, sex scenes with with nudity that doesn't show um, the front part. Yeah. Visible genitals. Would you consider power a soft porn? Mm. That's a good argument. That's that's always been my that's argument. That's a to great people. argument. That's always been my argument to people because I've had people come at me and I said, "But you watch Power." I ain't gonna lie. They showed Fifty Cent dick, and I was uncomfortable. They did. They absolutely <laughs> did. I mean, they showed. They shouldn't have did that. Neither. They showed penises on P Valley. So I'm just saying, like, it's like people. The people are funny to me. But they always come at me saying, oh, you ain't doing nothing but creating porn. But I'm like, but so that means you watch porn because you watch all these Showtime, HBO, Cinemax shows that are way worse than what we do. And mind you, uh, let me go ahead and put this out there. Nobody, because people ask it all the time. Nobody on the shows are having sex for real. It's all about the angles. And, and people are covered up in different areas. So you got to be a dummy to think people is really on people. No, sex. people are people all the time. Oh, wow, they have a sex for real? No, they're not. We don't. That, this is not a this is not a pornography set. Again, the sex and then the sex scenes 
Um, I, me personally, as a storyteller, if you're a storyteller, you understand that sometimes those scenes are necessary for the story. You know, sometimes some the scenes are just in there for you know just to get the get the numbers up. But I mean, most of the time, the the, the those scenes are in there to to help move the story along. So, but I, my argument has always been because I know somebody came at me one time. I said, "But you watch Power, so boot be gone." No, you know you nobody. You're never gonna make me feel bad about what I put out because, especially if you're watching things that are way worse than what we produce, never. And porn, porn is the number one watch thing on the internet anyway. So, and and, and most of the people that are complaining watch porn anyway in private. So I mean, like, and, and most of the people that are complaining about it, y'all saying way stuff in people DMs anyway. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like this, I just, I just feel like people. People say stuff, and then when you come back at them with it, then they get all mute mouth, and then they want to call you mean and say blah blah blah. So I mean, it, I just feel like my whole, my whole argument has always been: if it's something you don't want to watch, just don't watch it and, and and scroll past it. You don't have to say nothing, keep it pushing. But we all know that most people that are always complaining about different stuff, you're watching it in private in the dark anyway. So whatever. I, I mean, it used to honestly, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. It used to bother me all the time. But this guy, I just got to a point where. Thank you for helping our reviews come up because you clearly watched it, and so that 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 was a few that that we needed. Bro, it's gonna always be people that, that have something negative to say about what you do. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I just got to the point where I just don't care anymore. Cheers to you. Appreciate you. You just making <laughs> our numbers go up. So thank you. I just got to ask you one more question about this, and we can get off of it because I know you're starting to get heated. And Maine told me not to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, another question I I was told I was told to ask you. When you first decided that you was going to start having like partial nudity in your shows, okay. did you discuss it with your parents? Because I know your parents uh, support you a lot on this. Uh, that's a hard question. No, I can answer it though, but um, <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good. I mean, I, I like man, you and Maine, bro. Y'all some great interviewers. Um, y'all for real, man. Y'all Appreciate just, it, y'all, be, y'all y'all questions are like over here, and I'd be like, I like I like that. That's cool. Um. But to answer your question, no, I did not discuss it with my parents. However, um, they understand that I'm grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an adult. Um, you know, a lot of times they, they may not agree with every decision that I make. I mean, that's just in life. I mean, but they understand, you know, they still support what I do. So, I mean, my mom watches the shows. There's sometimes she be trying to watch the show. I'm like, no, you can't watch that. Because I know it got stuff, it has stuff in it. So, I, and you don't, we're not doing that. So, and, and then even if she does watch the show with me and my sister, one of my shows or whatever, we'll I'll tell her, all right, scene about to come up so she can close her eyes or whatever. So I mean Ain't that crazy how the roles reverse? Like you used to be the kid. <laughs> like I never forget when I was young, me and my mom was watching um Eddie Murphy Raw. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there just chuckling, rolling. I'm like five, six years old. I'm like, ah, ha, ha. and she like, Boy, what you laughing at? You don't know what that is. And I'm like, it's funny. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now it's like y'all switch. Now you're the one like, mom, you, you don't need to watch this. Yeah, but it's not you on the scene though. Nah, it's just my mom. Just you know, she's nah, she's not gonna watch that. But 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 the thing is, my mom though, she like even with the mainstream shows, she'll watch. Like I said she watches Power, but she doesn't watch those scenes. Mm-hmm. So now I can't tell her when they're coming up. I didn't write the show, so I, I guess when she sees it, she'll do like this real quick. But I mean. When my That's shows, crazy. when my shows, I know when they're coming up. So I'm like, all right, close your eyes. I'll go in the kitchen, do whatever you need to do, whatever. So, um, but no, man. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't had a and honestly, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, it was hard for me to to make the decision to start doing that. What happened was, um, 
we would always do like either we would suggest that the characters had sex like maybe they were like going to the room then the next scene they came out straighten their clothes out mm-hmm. or you know we'll have them we got to the point where we had them in the bed after the fact but we never actually did like nudity partial nudity or actually show, actually simulating the sex scene or whatever um we did a scene in karma season two um and it wasn't nobody it wasn't nudity or anything but we did the sex scene it was like a sex scene against the wall but we had the camera shots like right here so you saw like waste stuff or whatever and um nelson hit me and we were just talking or whatever and he asked me would i ever consider um doing partial nudity and I was like, no, I haven't. But I mean, I feel like I would. And so when we did Lovers Lane season two, we decided to he because he, he was interested in doing it. So I said, we'll have him try it out, and we'll just see how it go. And he was the first person to actor to do a new scene on the show. And I mean, it just just went from there. I mean, like I said again, I was I was nervous about doing it because coming from my background of you know the church and everything. I was nervous about that because, you know, I was already kind of pushing the envelope a little bit with adding some cuss words on the shows. And I was like, oh, Lord, I'm about to go do this. And it's going to be even more stuff. But I had to get to a point I was like, you know what? My relationship with the Lord doesn't change because of my where my creativity is going. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's, you know, I feel like that has nothing to do with telling this story if I want to add this element to it. So I just kind of just like if I, I said people rock with it, they rock with it, they don't, they don't, and I just had to just step out there and do it. So, but it was it was a struggle at first though. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, uh, ugh, I don't know. How long did it take you to make that decision though? Um, after we talked about it, I probably maybe like maybe a week or two because I had to go ahead and write the scripts. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well we're gonna do it, and we just did it. It happened. So now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro, I don't, I don't think you know it, but you a big deal out here, man. A lot of people look up to you. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm speaking from like me being on sets and me shooting and me meeting people that shoot. And you know, I've been around a couple of people that have like filming companies and stuff. Mm. And a couple of them have mentioned your name, and I was like, oh yeah, I know him. And oh, they were wow. like, oh, how you know him? That's crazy. Yeah. Nah, I, didn't, I mean, honestly, and you influence a lot of people. That's 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 crazy, man. I gotta give. I'm not the. You know, I know this ain't no church show. But I'm not. The, I'm not the, give God the praise for that, man. Honestly, yeah. because honestly, bro, I just do what I do because I love what I do, and I mean, I'm not really looking at it like I'm trying to be this big deal or whatever. I just this is something I'm really passionate about. I love telling stories. I love creating characters. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like this is what I'm meant to do, and I'm I'm grateful that. My gift is inspire other people to to do what they they love to do too. So that's dope. Yeah, um, dog. I ain't gonna lie. Like whenever we work as hard as hard as we do, I know I'm just throwing myself in this category also. But for real though, like whenever you work as hard as you do, bro, like you never sit down and really smell the roses and yeah. like realize that like, hey, I'm actually doing something that's inspiring other people to to do what I do. They want to be like me. And that brings me to the Gooseby situation. Okay, I was trying. To, I was like, "Where? When is this happening?" So that's why I brought. I was like, "Let me bring something to drink." Cause it, it was getting. It was getting way too calm and easy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 
But nah, so you have the YouTube, you have the YouTube uh channel. The right. YouTube channel gets deleted. Right. You're posting on social media and you're angry like people stop stop talking to me or whatever. Which Bruh. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. Bruh. Can I give you some harsh criticism? Go ahead. Well, it doesn't matter what business that you have. Do not get online bashing the customers. I tell people this all the time. It doesn't matter the business. <laughs> don't get online bashing the customers. I don't care what they do. Bruh, Make a, a public statement and move forward. Bro, I'm going to tell you this. Um, Yeah, do I regret doing that? Actually, I don't. I think <laughs> because I, I, no, I, that was a, for me, I didn't. That, that was one of those days I just didn't care. Yeah, I mean because again, when you put so much work and effort into something, and for something like to just be deleted, it it was for me. I just wanted people to just really respect my space mm-hmm. and respect, um, disrespect the fact that I'm 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 human. I'm dealing with something right now, and I think people a lot of times again, and when you're in a position that you're in, people look at you, they put you on this pedestal or whatever you know what I'm saying like nothing is supposed to affect you like it's alright well that happened to him he gonna keep it pushing keep it moving no that really that really hit me like because I can tell we put a him. lot into it and, I, and for me I was more so thinking about people that I had worked with it was like they put so much because mind you um all the actors you know they're not they weren't getting paid for the project they was doing it and it was like I felt like dang I really let them down because like they there's nowhere for people to see their work. I mean, I still had everything obviously on my hard drives, but there was nowhere for them to see the work. So I was like, you know, I was in a really bad space, and I really wanted people to. Just, I just I just want to put the statement out there. Hey, YouTube is down. Not sure if Victory Productions is coming back. Just don't ask me no questions. Let me be in my let me be in my bag and let me whatever. And I think the problem was there were a few people that didn't respect my space and that's when i kind of was lashing out mm-hmm. because i felt like if you really were for me or rocking with me you know really was my friend or whatever you you could understand all right he's in a situation let me let him move side and then he'll come back and then you know he'll you know we'll figure something out but it was just certain people that was just kind of just still well don't what about the shows what about I I think it was more so people thinking about their own their own whatever basically seeing how it was affecting them like well what about what about the you know I can't I need my reel I need my footage I just lost everything you know what I'm saying like just relax and I can you know we can handle it later but let me be in my fields for a second you know what I'm saying so but um I, I do see what you're saying I do I do understand that um again you always got to think about the brand and you know you can't really just go off all the time like that but I, I, that day i didn't care bro i was just like whatever because i was i was definitely in my bag on that so and in the midst of all this the youtube getting canceled the homie gooseby makes a statement and says i wish i had it i should have told Maine to send it to me but all, all in all not trying to misquote him all in all all he says was you know shout out to carlton you know victory productions is over now it's time for Gooseby Studios to be next in line. And I want to tell a quick story before I get your response to Go this. Ahead. I got to tell y'all what happened, man. <laughs> Gooseby, Gooseby is a guy that I guess like owns, owns a studio or something like that. 
And shout out to Big Boss and Ro. I produced their podcast called Clash at the Round Table. And he used to be their producer. And now they record with me, which ain't no beef, ain't no conflict of interest, none of that. And they decided to do a show with him talking about why they don't record with him anymore. So he came over here and, you know, they did the show. I recorded it. And at the end, I just decided to ask him a question about, hey, why did you say this about Carlton Online or whatever I just wanted to know for my own personal gain And they was asking me if I had anything I wanted to say and that's all I had mm. You know what I'm saying so I asked And uh, as soon as he said it I just thought It would be funny to show Carlton I was like I just hit Carlton up and was like hey man Let me you know push up where you at And uh and show you this funny clip he real said, quick don't, don't be mad just laugh Yeah cause was- it's, it's something funny I know how you get It's just something funny like I just you know it's comedy to me so I show it to you, whatever, because I'm getting a backstory. Like I heard you talk about it before, and I seen you and uh, your sister go online talking to him before, mm. but I never like put the face to the person. Mm. So now I have the face to the person. So now I'm curious, and I want to show you, and I showed it to you, and you were like, yeah, whatever. But then when it came out, all y'all was commenting under it, like, yeah, whoa, I don't know about this. And I know you wanted to talk about it, and y'all was going to uh, have yeah. a show with them and talk about it. Yeah, so, and it's funny because I found some of this information out on our 100th episode, because uh, Josh Joshua came. He was mm-hmm. an audience um, for the 100th one. Um, so, let's see, what do I want to address first? Um, let's address Let's address Aaron. So, cause I watched I watched the you know when you showed me the clip, and of course I watched uh, when the episode was put out. Cause I wanted to see what was going to be said after that, whatever. What ended up happening was when I post that information, when I post what I posted about the YouTube page being shut down, and he wrote his comment or whatever. Um, when I read it, to me, like I I understood what he was trying to say, but the way he said it, how he did it, was wrong, and. And the way it can, and I and I and when I read it, I said, "Oh, people are not gonna receive this well. I know they're gonna, it's gonna, it's it because it, the way it read, it was kind of like, yeah, because he was said he said something about, um, you know, I'm coming for that spot or something, something. It was something to that effect. Like now it's my turn. I'm, I'm taking the top spot yeah, now. Yeah, something that's like what that. he said. Now it's his turn. So I'm, um, and, and, and I was like that. So to me, that makes you look like you have a, a you had a hidden agenda. It made it like you had a hidden agenda about behind what happened, and it was like now nah, you know you're trying to step in or whatever. Um, so I wasn't gonna say anything, but what happened was my sister put um, an angry, you know, the angry reaction to to the thing, and so he wrote her and said, "I saw you put an angry thing. Why did you, um, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Whatever." And she was basically just saying how she didn't like the comment. She said it felt like he was coming from my brother. And I didn't. And she didn't. She you know my sister just says says whatever. So she just kind of said how she felt about it. And then he wrote me and asked, "Did I feel a way about it?" And I said, "Honestly, bro, I was like, I'm not bro, but I said honestly, um, <laughs> yeah, I, because I, I've gotten, I, I've, i gotten the habit of not calling anybody bro and fam because that's, I know it's just words for some people, but now nah, everybody ain't your bro and everybody ain't your fam. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said honestly, the way I said it, it comes off bad. I said it, I said it, it just doesn't, and it's not a good look. It makes you. Look like you know, I can't remember word for word what I said. Um, but I find it now. I'm a reword for it. But um, yeah, I just it was just it just wasn't a good look, bro. And and what was the other question? What was the, you said? Because <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what was after that. Um, you pretty much summed it up. Yeah, like, cause 
But I really want to know, like, what part did he play in your film production? Okay. I found it. Yeah, you can read it. Okay. So, he brought, I hope I, I, what I posted on Facebook wasn't offensive in any manner. Yes, I admit I was jealous. That's what it was. He was saying, he, yeah, he was jealous of me. That's what it oh, was. Oh, that's wild. That's what it was. He, yes, I admit I was jealous. Simply had a competitive stance and that what I wanted to be at your level and I knew I couldn't. And I addressed myself as your successor. That's another part he had put. Because I am finally able to build the business that I want, which is similar to VPN. And I see no one else stepping up to the plate. I just admire all you did. That's all. And that's coming from the heart. Um, I said, yo, what's up? I mean, I didn't take offense, but it did come off kind of like a backhanded compliment, if that makes any sense. I wish it was worded a little differently, but I kind of understood what you were trying to say. Um, and I said, I wish you the best in your endeavors. Just make sure that you are willing to put in the work. It's a lot that goes into it, as you have seen, and it's not for the faint at heart. That was mature of you. Yeah. Super mature. I'm going to be honest with you. That definitely was a backhanded compliment, and I hate when people do that shit. Mm-hmm. But you handled that really well. I I probably wouldn't. I would have ignored it because that's the type of person I am. Yeah. Like I ain't gonna lie, to you. I'm a fighter, so I, I ignore shit. <laughs> For real, I'm 30 years old. My fighting days is over with. I'm probably gonna get beat up because I'm really out of shape and slow now. <laughs> so I just I just ignore stupid stuff. Yeah, like people do that to me also. Mm. I'm gonna be honest with you, especially like it's always the people that you help the most. Right, right, and they right. They always right. come at you trying to trying to dish you like that. But enough about me. But that's your question. What Aaron did was Aaron was like, I met Aaron through my cousin Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron, he came to me, he said, I wanted to be your I want to be your production assistant, your intern, whatever, mentee, whatever. And I said, All right, cool. You can come help me do some production stuff. Um, he helped me with the lines then. I actually I needed an actor at one point. He actually was an actor in, in a couple of Oh yeah, of he mentioned that. He mentioned that. So he did that. I mean, and then we I was doing Carlton Says Live. He came and helped a couple of times. Um, but then he he kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, after that, it was like we really didn't have no contact with each other. And then, I know he contacted me about coming back. And I said, okay, well, I don't really have anything right now. But I know he he did enough, some more scenes for the Lions then because I brought his character back to end the storyline or whatever. Um, you know, I let him I let him have my I I was getting rid of a couch. He. I gave him a couch. I mean, we went. I didn't want to throw it in trash. I was like, you had a couch. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the extent of our relationship. It wasn't like we was never like friends or anything. It was just like we just, he wanted to work with me and learn some stuff. He was genuinely cool. trying to help somebody. Yeah, out. I was trying to help him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, it was, it was, I don't, like I said again, I think the way, and it, and, and even when he, watching the video with um, Boston and Ronim, like, I think Aaron genuinely, Wants to help people, but I think he just comes. It just comes off wrong the way he was wording things, and that's why I say he shouldn't have been drinking because it just made him really less incoherent. Yeah. And I think he was just talking about how he's like he he does this like he studies like media is his life. And I'm like, bro, no, media don't don't life. don't say that. Like that's not that's no don't that's not a good phrase. So because we at least got to learn how to hook these microphones up to that mixer and, and hook the mixer up to that computer. Yeah, we got to start there first, right? Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> you may. I guess I told I told tell him my sister. I said, um, he may have a passion for it, but you you don't know you know you're not that's not your life because you're not really willing to put in the work to study to make it, um, you know to make it work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I know where I was going with this conversation. So when we did the hundredth, um. Cause I watch, we watched the video and me and my sister was like, oh yeah, we gotta come back and reply. 
I said, we got to make it. We got to hit a reply. We got to hit reply because I felt like our side needed to be told on that episode. And so I didn't know that Maine had, had already had a conversation with them. Um, yeah, Maine, Maine came over here. When yeah, I, I didn't know that. I found that out on the 100th because um, he was saying, because I got a message from Josh saying, what you think about us coming on Fire and Ice and talking about it? And in my head, I was like, well, that don't really make sense because we didn't talk about this on Fire and Ice. Y'all talked about it on y'all show. So it would make sense for us to reply there. But I was like, yeah, I, I, I wrote. I said, yeah, that's cool. Let me talk to Maine about it. But the more I thought about it, I was just like, nah. I don't oh, think- yeah, Maine definitely wasn't with that. Yeah, I know. He told me on the 100th. He was <laughs> like, nah, bro. He said, I, was gonna let, I would let y'all do it. But he was like, nah, we don't need to bring, we don't need to bring that up on here. Like, this is... Nah, we're not. We don't need to do that. And I said, okay, cool. Well, we're not doing it. So, so that was the end of that. Let's shout out Maine one more time, dog. Maine is one is one of the coolest cats you'll ever meet in your life, dog. Absolutely. Like he's always just real cool and calm. I know in the last episode, me and him did. I said he was fake, but that was a complete joke. <laughs> but he does get real PC on these microphones. <laughs> I know you see him do that at least once before. Me no, never for real. No, so I, you ain't never seen Maine like talk about something before you start recording. When when y'all start recording, he keep it real PC. No, I forgot the word he used, but he said that uh, he does that because um, he's real. Oh, he said he's real good at branding. Oh, okay, yeah, no, he. I, <laughs> I've never experienced that. So yeah, I, he's that's always, not that's not a distant Maine. That's my dog, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm never never. But I mean, like for me, like I said again, I told Maine, I said I appreciate him because um, that. He knows how to, he kind of knows how to put me in place. And I need somebody like that in my life. Because, again, like I said, me, I'm like, I, I, sometimes I do go off the handle. And I, he always reminds me of where I'm at in life and where other people are. And he's like, bro, you're like, you're you're here, bro. Like, don't don't worry about that. So, I think just in, even with that whole Gooseby situation, like, even if he's watching this, I mean, like I said, I wish him the best and everything. But, I mean, I tell, I tell people this all the time. And even this is for people in the past I have no beef with nobody, none. Like even if you feel like I even just, but just because I don't associate with somebody doesn't mean I have beef with them. I have no beef with nobody. Like I'm, I'm to the point in my life where I'm trying to live as stress free, stress free, and peaceful as possible. I got too much work to do. I got a niece and nephew that need all my energy. And, and, and you on the downhill to thirty. Uh, I'm into forty. <laughs> you tried. That sounds old, don't you it? Tried it. You on the um, downhill to forty. For so, real, you about to be at the peak, and you about to go down. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just like I said. I I I I I I know I took I take this from from a, a famous per of uh, reality star person, but I ain't beefing for nobody but the devil. And I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to live my life, bro. I don't have time for like I don't even eat beef like that no more. So you know what I'm saying. So it's like yo, I'm not. You don't like burgers, bro. I'm gonna tell you. Um, I actually. Okay, so my dad, I don't know if you want me to tell this story. He'll be all right. So my dad um, ended up getting gout, right? Mm. And this is like last year or whatever. And okay. um, I noticed I was eating burgers a lot. And I noticed my feet start swelling up, like real, like real bad. I was like, Lord, I, I got gout, Lord. I, I didn't have it. But I, um, I made a decision because I had stopped eating pork like two, two, three years ago. And I made a decision to stop eating beef just to, just to see. If I could do it, so I stopped eating beef. Um, I was just eating, you know, I haven't eaten beef for a year, and then my homegirl, 
I love oxtails, bro. Ugh. And my my whole girl, she made some oxtails like a month ago, and she was selling oxtail place. I said, Nah, I gotta get, I gotta give me some oxtails, man. So I, I broke my non-beef fast like a month ago. I'm not eating it as crazy as I was, but I I, I um I had the oxtails, and then Gary's. Uh, they, you know, they sell burgers, and my mom had got one. It looked so good. So, like, two weeks ago, I got a Gary's Burger. It was amazing. I and I, mind you, bro, I've only been eating turkey burgers for, like, a year. Turkey burgers are good. Turkey too. burgers are amazing. But it's, it's not, not beef burgers. But it's not a beef burger. So, yeah. I had a, a, my first beef burger, like, two weeks ago since a year. And it, it was, I ain't gonna lie, it was amazing. So, for me, I'm, I'm eating beef, but not, like, I'm not eating it. Like regularly, so like I'll eat every so often. But you thinning up from the first time that I met you, though. Appreciate it, and I be seeing you doing the hip hop abs. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, because bro, like I said, honestly, I like. I mean, I'm. A, I like to dance. I, I mean, I, I really enjoy dance. I, I dance since I um I went to Davidson, so I danced since I was in high school. Oh, they gonna see that in this video. So. You <laughs> So, I like them scenes though. I ain't gonna lie. Hey man, it's, I, I, but I, you know what I can appreciate though? I can appreciate people see those sides of me. Like I'm not always business. I, people are like what you do for fun. Yeah. Like you always. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm. If you get to know me personally, I'm a really. I mean, honestly, I'm a fun person. So I enjoy dancing. Um, what you eat nowadays though? I wasn't trying to get off the diet. Thing. No, I'm eating. I'm not really on a diet, bro. Like, I honestly, I, I actually have reverted a little bit. I ain't really been eating that great. Dog, can I tell you a funny story from last night? Go ahead. Last night I was at a bar. I was talking to my homeboy. He'd been on my podcast before. And um, he always talking to me about veganism and just diets and stuff like that. And I'd be lying to him, capping him down, talking about how I'm goddamn about to get healthy and all this and all that. Which I am going to get healthy. Mm-hmm. But I'd be lying to him like a motherfucker. I so, just know, I already know, vegan's not for me. Vegetarian, oh, nah, Vegetarianism sure. is not for me. But, but I, let me tell you what he did, though, bro. What do? Bro, I ordered a six-piece wing and some fries. Which ain't nothing to me. Mm. And I'm sitting there eating. He walk, you know, we talk, boom, my food comes, he walks away. He comes back while I'm eating and goes, Look at you eating that nasty shit. <laughs> Bro, I hate that about vegans because I see him eat um uh a plate of French fries before. And I'm like, bro, you ain't no better. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, what bothers see that would bother me just because I don't like when people look down on you because of what you eat. Yeah, that bothers me. I'm just like you. You press your, your plate and let me do my plate. And we'll yeah. Um, I wrote a post the other day because it was it was just on my spirit. I had to write. It. I was like, you're not. I hate when people call themselves a vegan when they're not truly living a vegan lifestyle. Veganism, yeah, French fri- fr- fries, but it's uh-huh. not just about what you eat; it's about your clothing too. It's like if you wear, if you're still wearing stuff made from animals, are you still using like for women using products that are made from animals? You're not, That's a ve- not vegan. You're not a vegan. Like you, like I said, my sister, not Kendra, but Carmen, soaps and everything. Yeah, all that stuff. My sister Carmen, before she, uh, well, she she back to eating meat now because she done had a baby. She she was like, I'm hungry. Um, but at she least was, some fish. She was um she was not eating meat, but she wasn't calling her, she wasn't vegan. She was like pescat something. I don't know. Pescatarian. She something. was eating fish. Well, Pescatarian is eating fish. Vegetarian is not eating meat, but eating uh dairy products. Okay, well she's in between those two because okay. she wasn't eating fish either. So she was just probably vegetarian, but she wasn't calling herself vegetarian though. <laughs> Bruh, she just, don't, she, don't get me talking about titles. <laughs> I just I just know the definitions. Yeah. I don't know, you know. But she wasn't. But I, I think the beauty of it was she wasn't giving herself a title. She just made a decision on what she wasn't going to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but before she did that, she did her research on veganism, and she was 
schooling me about it. She was telling me this, you know, this, 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 this. I, was, I didn't know there was so much involved. I wasn't considering going vegan, but I just wanted to know. Um, so I, I think what bothers me is people do stuff because of, it's a trend or it's a fad. And I, I feel like people just need to understand, okay, you may have not, you may have decided not to eat meat anymore, but that doesn't make you a vegan. You just don't eat meat. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't like people, I just don't like people to look down on people's diets. Like, just, just worry about your plate. Yeah, because, like, cause like you said, I mean, eating french fries is not necessarily healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be, you can be vegan, but you can definitely, I know a lot of people who are vegan, but they definitely have unhealthy diets. I gotta, I gotta work on my health though, cause like I told you, I had no wings. I'm eating fried food like the last four days. Face breaking out, heart feeling a little funny. Then the worst thing that I hate about being unhealthy is I be listening back to my podcast, and when people be talking, I can hear myself breathe. Mm, yeah, that's I'm, disgusting, dog. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a heavy breather, so you probably be breathe a couple times. So. Nah, but that's like that's your sinuses and stuff. No. I hear myself breathing because I'm out of breath. Like you know, we got to wear masks now. Oh. <laughs> I literally before we start recording, I was at Walmart. I think I was getting like some toilet paper or something, bro. I, t- I I had the mask on in there and I couldn't breathe. I had to take it off in Walmart. I was like, bro, I can't breathe, dog. That's crazy. I got to get healthy. You know, it's a process. It's yeah, a, we I, don't get there. It's a process, man. I'm not gonna say I, I'm not gonna front. I didn't work out this week at all. And because I just I just wasn't feeling it, I was like, no hip hop abs or nothing. Nothing. I did nothing. I don't even think you know what hip hop abs is. You just let me get away with saying. I know hip hop because I got it. We got oh, it's, okay. it's, it's Shanti. Hip hop abs. I know hip hop abs is the dark skin bald dude. He's not dark skin. He's not. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know what hip hop abs is. Then. The dark the dark skin bald. That's Tabo. Oh yeah, Tabo Tabo. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, that's okay. Tabo. Hip hop abs. Tripping. Is, I'm tripping. That's Billy Blanks. Okay. Top uh, hip hop abs. So is, I'm the one that don't know what it is. Right. Hip hop abs is Sean <laughs> T, but he has a whole collection. He has hip hop abs. He has uh, T25, T20, um, Insanity, all that stuff. That's that's all. Insanity. His stuff. That's what my mama used to do. Hip hop abs and Insanity and Topo. Yeah. That's what all, it was. all that all that crazy stuff. So they got all that. Um. But yeah, man. I just I just like to do what make me feel good, man. I mean, I, I got to a point. I ain't trying to really be all. Let me try to get a six eight pack and stuff. I don't. I don't got past that. I just wanted to be able to run with my with my niece and nephew and not be out of breath or go upstairs without being out of breath. I'm about to get there too. I've been slowing down on the uh, whiskey and the cigars. That's so good. I, I saw your post about that. I was like, oh, not he's not doing the cigars. Okay, that's what's up. I got two downstairs, but I ain't gonna lie, I'm about to smoke those. But hey man, I've been you, slowing down. You gotta bro. do. You got. I mean, I feel like you have to. Do what you gotta do to make yourself relax. I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta go smoke like a cigar. I mean, it is what it is. I'm gonna be honest though, I be a little stressed out. I know you know how it is. Like, yeah. you got so much projects on your plate and you gotta knock them down. You like, man. But anyway, you got anything else you wanna uh, say to these people before we get out of here? Uh, just make sure you guys please uh, support the movement. We got Sweet Mahogany on Tubi. It's free. Like, all I gotta do is download the app, um, go to Tubi. It's right there. Check it out, Sweet Mahogany. Um, we got reindeer, reindeer games coming out this winter. Um, Sweet Mahogany two coming out in February. My brother's keeper coming out in April, and Sisterhood the film coming out in May. And then I don't know when the new shows coming out, but we'll keep you posted on that. Go to thevpntv.com. Um, what else? Uh, Elves and flows. Get that on Amazon. And then the EP is on all digital streaming services. And the new single. 
New video. I bet you think this poem is about you. will be coming out soon, and we'll let y'all know when that's happening. It's directed by this guy right here. So Yes, sir. Shout out to Shots with Slim, Sit Downs with Slim, T-Shirt Business coming soon. All that, man. I appreciate you coming to the podcast. Hey, Thank you, This sir. was a very good redo. Like I just told you, this was going to be great. Uh, you handled the tough questions very well. I have to tell you that. Mm. <laughs> but I was seeing you get a little heated. But you kept your cool. I liked it. <laughs> Trying to grow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, this is another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. We out. Peace. How you feeling? Hey, that How was you felt about it. That was good. <laughs>